0: No, All that don't understand the concept of putting money first, boy. First. I'm about to hit you with the work, boy. First. I'm about to hit you with the work, boy. First. I hate coming through something old niggas that I know. ah, That's the worst, boy. I'll admit, it, I'll admit it, I'll admit it. You haven't been a man for like a minute. I told you that I'm in it for the long haul. Oh, you could really get the business. Get it. I'll, admit it, I'll admit it, I'll admit it. Roll the switches, hitting switches. Got me feeling like a... Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change Money Mail series. We're up to week number 166. It is Matariki today. The date is the 14th of July, 2023. Into those colder months, into the winter months, I'm luckily, um, lucky enough sorry, to be up spending a couple of days at the beach. The beach probably isn't somewhere you want to be in the winter, but... Uh, It is good, as always, to get closer to the water and be out in nature. I'm going to put my very pasty rig into the sea a little bit later today and get some of that cold feeling of the ocean on it. I'm looking forward to that. I hope you are keeping well with wherever you are in the country. At the moment, I was reading some very sobering stats uh, yesterday that have come out in regards to businesses. And basically, at the moment, 94% of them Don't feel like they are getting closer to their goals, so that's basically nineteen out of twenty business owners don't feel that they are making progress towards their goals, which is not a good thing to happen because obviously then they lose uh, some hope. um, And one in two businesses, small businesses, aren't the owners aren't taking any money at the moment because they are prioritizing trying to keep their business going. And you know, I think that it is something that a lot of people wouldn't understand that aren't in business that that can be the case but um, I've got mixed feelings on that I think I understand why that happens but equally I think we need to educate people why or how um, important it is to run a profitable business so that that's not the case because employees wouldn't go to work for half of the year and expect not to get paid um, or to just not get paid at all for, for an entire year that that wouldn't happen so I don't think business owners should be uh, building the understanding for themselves that that's an okay thing for um, them to, to let carry on for too long. At some stage you have to get the learning to figure out how can I do this differently um, and of course in those statistics as well it's 500 people that are interviewed so I don't know how accurate it is as a reflection of the rest of the Business, but equally as scary in those statistics is that 80% of businesses are feeling very stressed at the moment uh, or feeling a level of anxiety and they're going out, going without time with their friends and their family and things like that. So I think um, it's good, it's a good thing to remember that often. All of us, when our finances aren't going the way we want them to go, or we, you know, don't feel like we're making the progress that we want to be making, often we'll withdraw and we'll go inward, and so then we won't spend as much time with people that are around us because maybe we feel embarrassed about our situation, we don't feel like we can afford it, we don't think we should be, all those types of things. Which, you know, maybe as we often talk about, you know, that's the season for that, but at at some stages where you've got to identify, and look after your physical, mental, emotional health as well and make sure that you don't you know, sacrifice that as well. And uh, luckily for business owners, Xero actually have a, an assistance program where small business owners, and I think even the staff of those small business owners can get access to Trained counselors and the like. So that's called the Zero XAP. If you're a business owner listening to that, thinking, "Well, I didn't know about that," you can go away and have a look at that. And often, a lot of people um, who are employed in these big corporate type organisations or bigger businesses will have access to an assistance program, an employer assistance program. I think they're called. And you know, I think we should probably access those in tough times and when things aren't going our way to just try and get some support around us, much like we spoke about last week when we were looking around the concepts of uh, Phil Stutz from the um, documentary on Netflix, Philip Stutz, Stutz, well, I don't know what the pronunciation is but S-T-U-T-Z, go and check out that Netflix documentary, it had heaps of good feedback from last week around that as well. So be, be mindful of how you're feeling um, through this season but remember we're in a season too, we're in a season of winter, it's naturally a time period where it's harder to exercise, it's harder to feel up and about, we're getting less sunshine hours and things and the more you can kind of understand the way that you react throughout different parts of the year, the more you're going to learn more about yourself too and figure out you know when you're kind of more at your prime but when you need to be careful not to be slipping down the slippery slope of kind of you know just just slumming it and and wearing the slack pants in winter or whatever it is that you kind of term them and eating all the shit food and going well fuck it I'll worry about that in summer and stuff you know in the fitness space is often a saying summer bodies are made in winter so You know, be mindful of that stuff, be mindful of like the standards you let yourself slip into with the different standards, uh, with the different seasons that we go through throughout the year. Now in this week's episode, uh, 166 deep, we're talking about what to take to a wedding. A pretty catchy wee title here but basically in this concept I wanted to start talking about gift inflation because with rampant inflation you might be feeling the pinch in your pocket. Inflation compounds so our buying power has been seriously eroded over the last few years. Now remember that inflation compounds. So as an example, costs in March 2023 are 6.7% dearer than they were in March 2022. Costs in March twenty-two were 6.9% dearer than they were in 2021. Costs in March 2021 were 1.5% dearer than they were in March 2021. Costs in March 2020 were 2.5% dearer than they were in March 2019. So as you go back through those years, you can see the impact of compounding of inflation and how prices continue to increase now this week as well I asked people on the Instagram story because The Herald had an article about how the average income in New Zealand is now above seventy thousand dollars and I asked people you know is that are you above or are you below that and I thought a lot of people would go you know I don't actually want to vote um, in that but people were more than happy to actually throw up a, a vote which was pretty cool to see and there was over Uh, I think a 1,000 people who voted and I'll get the exact statistic because I can't remember exactly what it was but 70% of people who voted said that they are above uh, earning $70,000 and 28 below 2% said that they preferred not to say. So I'd imagine that's probably a good reflection of this podcast as well and you know my hunch was that you're all above average type people, you probably wouldn't be listening to this, you would have already unfollowed, you would have already gone, you know, fuck this, this is not my thing, I'm not chasing a bit extra, I don't want goals, I don't want you thinking about improving my finances, you're not on that train, you're kind of going, you know what, I just want to have an average life and be an average person, I've accepted that and that's that's all good, but I don't think that that is what many of you are striving for, and that's cool because we're here for that as well, and hopefully you can learn some of these things throughout that. But obviously these average incomes and median incomes have increased because of wage inflation, but inflation has meant that things are more expensive, so therefore people are asking for a larger income so that they can live because things have become more expensive. Now if you're heading for a wedding or somewhere where you need to provide a gift – there's a high chance that you're now questioning, well, what is enough? The old, my presence is your present, doesn't really cut it at a wedding, does it? Now, I found a poll from 2017 where 5,600 people uh, voted and 67% of people said that they would take $100 or less to a wedding as a gift. Now, with the money printers having had their way with us, I'd imagine that if they ran that same poll in 2023, $100 may not quite cut it. But what I did do is run a very quick poll on Instagram to ask people, you know, what do you think? What would you take to a wedding if you were taking cash as a gift? And at the time of writing this, 239 followers had responded to the poll and the exact same outcome, 67% of people said that they would take $100 or less. Now, my sample size is a lot smaller than the poll that I looked at from 2017, obviously, but, you know, I, I don't know what the appropriate amount or gift is but it's another example of how when currency is devalued because so much of it's printed and, and due to inflation we feel pressure in many ways. We even find ourselves questioning the size of a donation or a gift. Now, recently I gave uh, $10 as a donation at something I was walking past and it was kind of looked at like oh yeah okay and I sort of thought far out. I feel like uh, if you gave a $10 note compared to a few gold coins not so long ago, people were like, oh, thank you so much. But it was basically like, thanks. Fuck it, really, like 10 bucks, is that all, mate? Like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, all of these things are being tested for us now because of the value of money becoming worth less. But the key thing is to never stretch yourself past what you can realistically afford. You know, I had somebody message me after this and after I put the poll up and they said, you know, we've got 10 weddings to go to. And we're trying to figure out what do we take to each of those because often when you give a gift at the likes of a wedding, or a baby shower, etc., you set a precedent for the next one. So you've got to be mindful of that as well. People start to expect, well, they or even you say to yourself, well, we did this for those people, so we better do the same. Or now these ones are family, so it's got to be different again. So this person who had ten weddings to go to was saying, "Shit, you know, we're trying to figure out what we can." what we should be giving but realistically they're having to figure out what can we actually afford because it's probably going to be different if they had two weddings in a year not 10 to go to obviously very popular people sorry about them but these are very testing times but people um, should understand or people will understand as well so remember that too if you're going to these things you know, they will understand that, yes, maybe you're not in the position to be able to give like you normally would due to your circumstances. So please don't go into debt to keep up with the buddy Jonas Brothers who might be gifting more than you could ever imagine. Now, speaking of gifts, Christmas is now only five months away. Christmas is going to sneak up on people with a noisy election year and the busyness of the modern world. I've started to see more billboards for politicians and stuff, and I feel like that's going to consume the country ...for a good couple of months and people are going to use those months of their life. So I want you to start thinking today about what you can do to be prepared for Christmas... You, you want to make sure that you're not relying on credit to fund your Christmas. Even Jesus would be disappointed in you doing this, not just keep the change. Now, one in 10 people who have buy now, pay later, as you now know, are behind on their sexy pastel colored debt on their phone that doesn't feel like debt. So don't use buy now, pay later, nor your credit card. This is the same as last year, three months out from Christmas, I was saying, you've got three things to do. And one of them was get rid of your credit card or decrease the limit, try and remove your access to credit because you know that when things get tough, you're going to reach towards that as you get closer, like try and become that person who doesn't rely on that debt. And another was to try and figure out, can you put some money aside to get yourself ready for Christmas in this next three months? But this year, I'm giving you six months, or sorry, five months to get ready. But also that the third piece was, can you go and make some extra income so that you can help pay for your Christmas? It's not going to put a dent in you making progress towards your other financial goals in your life. Now, interestingly as well, I read that 63% of retailers recently said that they're going to increase their prices before the end of the year. So of course, there are still billions of dollars of mortgages to roll over onto higher interest rates that will soak up more of the disposable dollar as well. So there's going to be more financial pressure before the end of the year. Please plan ahead. So as an example, you could set up a new Christmas bank account to slowly put money into. Someone said that there's Christmas clubs are still a thing at different supermarkets and different stores that they go to. Keep an eye out for specials and then put those gifts to the side. Reset expectations now with the people you are spending Christmas with. If you're brave, what can you sell? How can you make extra income to fund Christmas and not put yourself into debt? Consider homemade or personalized gifts. Think about gift value limits, remember what Christmas is about for you and stick to that. So some very practical things to be thinking about as we get closer to Christmas. Now it won't be the last time I say this either, but don't give Christmas the stress that it doesn't need nor deserve. Now before we go as well, because today is a public holiday, remember that with the new same day banking slash seven day processing, all of your automatic payments and direct debits will still move today. So I'd do the same thing, I just had a quick look to make sure that I've got uh, money in the right accounts and stuff for APs that will be going out today because my rent goes out on a Friday for instance and usually on these public holidays it won't go uh, and it won't go till the next business day but not anymore, that will go out today. So make sure you've got the money in your account so that you don't get any fees. It's easy for people to complain about the banks making too much money, but we happily give it to them ourselves by not doing things like that and making sure that we're not going to get fees on things bouncing or late payment credit card penalties for some people, all those sorts of things. So yes, people are hoping that there's a big banking review that's going to happen and that that's going to just magically fix everything, but... I'm always skeptical of that, always think what can I be doing myself and so don't wait for a banking review to solve your own laziness, take 10 minutes to review how many bank accounts you have and what are the fees each month, do you really need all of those bank accounts, stop paying annual fees for cards you don't use, can you close them, turn off paper statements especially if they cost you money, turn them off as well, you don't want them coming into your environment unless you're using them productively, you don't want to like it's just one more pain point for you to deal with, you know. You should be so in tune with your finances that you don't need to look at a paper statement. So, you know, don't get there out of the letterbox it's one less thing you have to do but you especially want to make sure that you're not having to pay for those now you might want to compare banks before taking on their new shiny products they're pretty good at offering us all these different types of products that they sell but are they actually any good what about their KiwiSaver offering have you actually reviewed whether that's good or do you just get put into it because it's a default fund that they offer and they do your mortgage as well and you thought oh well you know I'll leave it with them perhaps think you know the industry's come a long way since the bank's having all the power with KiwiSaver you know and you're paying them fees to manage it as well but then complaining at the same time about how much the banks make. You know, same thing with the insurances. Are they providing you with good insurance? Have you actually checked? Ask for a cheaper interest rate, you never know. I'd literally get probably one message a month where somebody says, I asked my bank for a cheaper rate, and people have got a win. They've literally taken 0.5% off or all sorts of different things. So you just don't know unless you ask. So, you know, put your hand up and say to your bank, hey how can I solve this? Whether it's a personal loan, whether it's credit, whether it's a mortgage, and you just never know what, what they'll see. They're obviously all competing with each other. They're not going to want you to leave. Now use direct debit over credit card spending and avoid those extra fees or even just cards in general. Everywhere you go now, you tap PayWave and it's like, oh, there's an extra 1.6% or something. People are like, oh yeah, but I'm getting my earpoints. points. Well, you're actually paying for them by using that anyway. So insert your card we can to avoid that ugly PayWave charge. Uh, I don't even know who that PayWave charge goes to, but you don't want to be paying it. Now, this banking inquiry is probably going to tell us what we already know. Kiwis love buying and selling each other houses, and they need debt to do that. Who offers the debt? Well, of course, the banks do, don't they? Who upsells us once they get us as a customer? The banks. It's not rocket science. Focus on what you can control. Happy Matariki. You are one of over seven thousand nine hundred and fifty recipients. In June, the Keep the Change podcast had over sixty-five thousand downloads. Now this week's Did You Know, the OCR didn't move this week. Now Mikey and I did a podcast on that, so if you haven't checked that out, you can go and get some insight to that. We did miss a few things in there as well, because we got uh, off track and got excited by just how much was going on, and we were really excited to record the podcast that we did after that, that will come out later. That was a podcast from somebody who basically said, uh, they've got a beautiful wife and family, they've got a house, they've got a good income, their wife um, doesn't need to be working soon, And they said that they just feel stuck and they're going to be living paycheck to paycheck. They don't feel like they're getting ahead and just wanted to know. They've got a few different options on their plate and just wanted to know, you know, what, like, how would we think about this situation? And so we kind of took some of the principles from how to think and applied it to this situation. But ultimately, it's up to that person to decide what they do. But I think there's a lot of people in that situation at the moment because they've had a rude shock of, wow, you know, my interest rates are a lot higher than I have ever anticipated because I didn't really understand how economics works and inflation works and and interest rates work, I I didn't see myself having to pay 6% interest, I didn't realise it was going to chew up so much of my disposable dollar and now you feel like you're not getting too far ahead in life and so we kind of break into that and go well how can we look at this a little bit differently and there are some good concepts in there so we're so excited to get recording that that we kind of probably didn't give the OCR uh, podcast all of the detail that it needed because the OCR Stopping for a lot of people is exciting, especially in business or if you have a floating interest rate because it means that your interest rate on that day isn't going to increase because for a lot of people who are floating their interest rate or have exposure to the OCR via business debt for instance on a vehicle or just a, a facility of cash. As soon as that OCR increases, that interest rate does too. Now there's a story on the news where somebody said their interest in their business has gone from fifty thousand dollars a month to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It must be a big bloody business, and they must have quite a bit of debt. Uh, but you know that's because for them a lot of that debt probably can't be fixed, so they can't build in certainty of what. interest payments are going to be whereas a lot of homeowners you know they've already fixed so these OCR announcements aren't meaning too much for them but of course the closer they get to rolling off of their fixed rate then the OCR becomes very very important. Now the other piece we missed in there too is that remember and I gave you so much warning about this but now everybody's talking about it again is that um, everybody went out there and purchased fuel just before the true price came back because it went back to the true price the tax subsidy came off Uh, on the 1st of July, and now the true cost of fuel is back, and people were literally, there's credit card data out there to support this, and card data spend saying that, I think there was like a 3.8% increase in fuel purchases in June compared to May, so people were obviously trying to fill their cars up before the, the cost came back in from the 1st of July, so what an interesting time that we are living in in the moment, but this week the OCR didn't move And this is the first time it hasn't increased in nearly two years. So the question is, is it over? You know, is it going to go down from here? Is it going to stay here? Could it go up? You know, people be praying it doesn't go up. But the markets actually have uh, another increased price in. So what that means is the markets are predicting that in the future, the OCR is going to increase again. So let's see, but we'll keep you uh, all over that and we'll continue to discuss that as well. Next week, we get some inflation data. So depending on what that looks like, might try and get around Mikey and do a podcast for that as well. But in the meantime, I am enjoying my Friday off. Um, I this will probably yeah this won't go out because I forgot to bring my equipment. Sloppy um, that I needed to upload it. So you you'll be listening to this post matariki But uh, I'm off to the rugby on Saturday, which is cool. And it's going to be cool to see uh, how the All Blacks go against the Springboks and then Sunday get to get along to the Warriors as well. So very busy weekend for me and an exciting one. And again, a good reminder, you know, to be very grateful for that because I can go and do those things. And I know some people listening would probably kill to be able to go to a, a, a Warriors game or an All Blacks game, for instance. So, you know, maybe if you, you're not in that position to do that, have a look if you're close by to the women's... Football World Cup that is going to be here shortly, too. There are a lot of corporates giving away tickets, and there are a lot of cheaper and free tickets to that event. So, you know, maybe that's something you could take your children along to, and you just don't know it could inspire them to play the beautiful game of football, for instance, or want to get back into sport, or just play a sport, uh, or become the captain of their sport that they like, or want to be that person that scores that winning goal that they get to see. You don't know what seeds get planted by going to some of those events. So, you know, in these tough times, it can be hard to go out and do these things if the disposable dollar's is not there. But hey, if some of these corporates are going to provide the free tickets, well, hey, you know, you might as well let's not say take advantage as such, but you know, take uh, take what's what's on offer and go and try and do some of these things. But for me, again, I'm always trying to remind people be grateful for the things that you do have in your life and that you are doing because. At the moment, in the business space, 19 out of 20 people aren't making progress towards their goals. How are they going to be feeling? They're probably going to be struggling to test and to apply their gratitude. So I always say, do that, like test yourself in the good times to be grateful because that's when it's easy to do. But the reason you want to do it through that period is because it's actually so simple to do that you then don't do it because you're like well you know what's the point Uh, but you want to build the habit then so that when things do get tough and tricky you can still do it and you can still no matter how hard things get look at the world and your life in a positive way or with a different lens and then the world will keep showing up to you like that so please I don't know how many times I have to say it but if you haven't taken gratitude seriously it could be the one thing that could really help you improve your life and get through these contractionary economic times that people are finding tough. Be good out there. I'll see you on the other side of the long weekend. Shit, Black Benz on the road, boy. Road. Already at the Rolls Royce. So the couple been lead last week my old oh. give a fuck about old boy. boy. Oh. give a fuck about the squad, boy. Oh. give a fuck about you, my boy. I'm the real six guy, boy.